Hi everyone, welcome to another episode with Sister's Circle. So today we're going to be talking about a very important topic for Christians, and that is the righteousness of God revealed unto man. So basically we're going to be talking about what it means to be righteous as a believer. So taking this topic is Mr. Dara Afalabi, my very special guest. Unfortunately, the um, earlier parts of this episode was lost and it was worth like 20 minutes. But the remainder of this episode is worth like two hours. So we're going to be breaking it into parts. And I believe you will still be blessed with those two hours. So sit back and listen as the Holy Spirit teaches you through the scriptures what it means to be righteous as a believer. Thank you. We know that uh, as Adam fell, as a result of his disobedience, as Romans chapter 5, verse 17 to 19 tells us, as a result of Adam's disobedience, every man was made, you know, were made sinners. Okay? Mm-hmm. Including people that had not yet been bathed. Okay? Including mm-hmm. you and I, we were made sinners. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of that one disobedient act of Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay, and from then on, God started making picking out individuals to make covenant with them. The first of them we saw Noah. Okay, mm-hmm. God made a covenant with with Noah, and uh, something particular about these individuals, Abraham was another person that God actually made a covenant with. Something particular about these two people, and as many people as God made personal covenant with. Okay, something about them was God declared them righteous. We see Noah's case in Genesis chapter 6. God called Noah the righteous man. He said, I have found you righteous in all the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened concerning Abraham. Genesis chapter 15. Scripture says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. So God made covenant with these individuals and declared them righteous. Why? Mm-hmm. They believed God's story. We are, mm. we, are, we are beginning. We are getting there. <laughs> yeah, we are beginning to unravel some things right now. So God declared them righteous. Why? God called Noah. Noah believed God's story. In fact, Scripture says Noah, Noah became a messenger of righteousness in his days. He started trying to tell those people about the same story he has heard, but guess what? They rejected, and then they rejected the message, and of course, condemnation comes. There's a condemnation that is attached to rejecting. God's message, God's God's story. Mm-hmm. Now, so we had Noah and Abraham, but I will talk particularly about Abraham because he's the latter one, and then it it it, it continues our story. You no, know? talking about Abraham helps us continue the the story that I'm actually trying to build right now. So God called Abraham particularly righteous. In Genesis chapter 15, God declared him righteous. Why? Because he believed God's creation story, God's redemption story. Pardon me. Okay? Uh, Just like Noah, he believed God's story and for his faith, he was declared righteous. We see that again in Romans chapter 4. Let me quickly see that. Uh, We will open some some scriptures and then read up just to to help us along the way. Romans chapter 4. 
verse 3. Okay? For what said the scripture? Romans chapter 4 verse 3. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Okay? This is quoting Genesis chapter 15. Okay? Now to him that worketh is reward not reckoned of grace but of death. But to him that worketh not, talking about Abraham, but mm-hmm. believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So this was the case of Abraham. By his faith, he was declared righteous apart from his deeds. Mm-hmm. So, and this covenant that God made with Abraham was multi-generational. I mean, it's it's it was meant to transcend generations. God specifically told Abraham about what would happen to his to his descendants. Okay, for 430 years they will be in captivity in another country, and then at the fullness of time I will raise them a deliverer, and we see that all happened. Okay, that all happened uh, when uh, the story of Moses came forth. So we realize that the Israelites were in captivity in Egypt for over 400 years and then the time was ripe for the deliverer to come so Moses, God raised up Moses and all through the time God was dealing with Moses recall, God would would always tell Moses, hey because of the promise that I made with my servant Abraham, okay go and tell my people the time for the of, of, of deliverance has now come everything, every message that God gave Moses God was always reminding Moses why because of the promise the covenant I made with my servant I made with their father Abraham so we see in summary that everything that God did for Israel was based on God's covenant with Abraham Mm. hallelujah and this continued up till Exodus chapter 19 Hmm. we remember that at certain points okay god sent moses god did miracles did uh works of wonders through the hands of moses god rescued them from from uh, uh, uh from the hand of pharaoh's uh pharaoh while he was chasing them while he was pursuing them scriptures record that at, at the time that they wanted meat the the, the, the israelites murmured god gave them meat hmm. each time they murmured about something we want this we want that god gave them no complaint not one word of complaint from god about the israelites why god was always very clear because of the covenant i made with your father abraham so as far as god was concerned god wasn't seeing the israelites god was seeing his friend abraham and all he did for the israelites were all rewards of the covenant God made with Abraham, not mm. them. Mm. But guess what? If they had known, they would have continued like that. They would have stuck with that covenant. Mm. But guess what? At the foot of Sinai, in Exodus chapter 19, something happened. After every of these things, okay, God gave them deliverance. They, they complained of, of wanting meat. Gave them, gave them that. Uh, parted the... the the Red Sea, you know, uh, uh, use the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire to actually uh, uh, separate them from the pursuance of Pharaoh and his host. He did all those wonderful works, but there came Exodus chapter 19. 
scriptures record that God told uh, uh, Moses, okay, come now, call my people. I would like to speak with them. Let's see it, Exodus chapter 19. Because this is quite pivotal to to uh, to the crust of, of, of this matter. Exodus chapter 19. Uh, verse, verse I'll, I'll read from verse 5. Exodus chapter 19, I'll read from verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. Hey, did you hear that? Hmm. If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant. That was the requirement. Keep the covenant. What covenant is there right now? Abrahamic covenant. And what was the detail? Uh, uh, the details of the of the covenant. Okay, out of your seed, you know, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll multiply your seed greatly across the face of the heart. They shall be like the skies, uh, uh, the stars in the sky, like the sand on the seashore. <laughs> that was the term of the covenant. Now God is here telling them, verse five, keep this covenant. Then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which, which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Okay? And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord had commanded them. And all the people, this was the blunder. And all the people, they gave a chorus answer at everything Moses brought from, from the Lord. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. You know, English actually softens this, 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 this tone. Because in the original Hebrew, this is a boastful statement. Hmm. In fact, it is literally you know, read, read this way. You know, all that God is, ab is able to command us, we are well able to do. Hmm. That was boastful. That was boastful. And note, everything the Israelites enjoyed up till that point, was it based on anything they did? No. no. It was based on a covenant. Abrahamic covenant. covenant yeah. But here are the Israelites saying, oh, don't worry. Whatever you command, we are well able to do. Shebi is covenant. Well, yeah. Why not? They boasted <laughs> in their ability to keep the law which had not yet even been given hmm. they posted in their ability to fulfill the terms you no know, to fulfill terms that had not yet even been given in the first place and guess what right from then on i have to move faster now right from then on the mood changed you would notice study the bible exodus chapter 1 to 19 in fact right from from the beginning the tone exodus chapter 19 changed the whole thing right from exodus chapter 20 god began no god changed his tone okay get them together let every man prepare themselves let them wash let them even not come near the mountain at all the tone changed why they exchanged covenant right? yeah. by that one statement of self-righteousness by that one statement of self-confidence by that one boasting in their ability you know, to keep up in their mm. ability even to do enough to earn God's, God's favor and goodwill the table stunned and mm. guess what the next chapter there came the ten commandments God gave them the ten mm. God gave them the law 
So we see the origin of the law wasn't God per se. In fact, the book of Hebrews later tells us that it was actually the law was actually handed by angels. But once again, that's not the focus of this. Uh, of this. Uh, 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 today. Yeah, that's not the focus. But we. We, we see right from here that that was not the heart of God. <laughs> it was not in the heart of God to bring up the law. No wonder Romans chapter 3 tells us. Let's see that. Let's see Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. The purpose of the law was never, was never <laughs> anything else other than stopping the mouth of boasters. Mm-hmm. Romans, chapter 3. Romans chapter 3 verse 19. Now we know that whatsoever the law yet, it's yet to them who are under the law, and that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. So God gave them the law to show them up, to get them to the end of themselves. You think you can begin to uh, uh, deserve goodwill from me by your own actions? It's not based on the covenant I made with your father? There you have it. This is my covenant with you, the law. This is honestly, this is very significant in sense uh, in sense that today, even there are people that actually even want to relate to God that way, thinking they can, you know, do relate with God, you know, based on their own self righteousness and actions. When in the real sense, God intended for you know a different pathway, an easier one for man. That's right. That is right. So everything that happened before before then was based on God's covenant with Abraham. But then they changed the exchange covenant. And guess what? We see in the next chapter, Exodus 20, we see what what what, what comes out of all your determination to keep the law. Of course, we said Exodus 20 from verse 1, God gave them the, the, the Ten Commandments. Now, at the latter end of Exodus 20, <laughs> We see what results from your determination to keep the law. The golden calf came up. Mm. All your determinations to keep the law, all, all man's determination to keep God's laws always results in one thing, the golden calf. And scriptures record that when they erected that, <laughs> out of the ten, the first law, as, as Moses was getting down from, from the <laughs> mountain, going to the foot of Sinai to meet them, he met them already broken. No, the first law. <laughs> that cannot make, make for yourself a graven image. And of course, we know what happened. 3,000 souls perished on that perished day. Perished that day. Listen, before that moment, Israel murmured. They complained a lot. But not one record of any death among them. Hmm. No wonder Paul caused diminution of the law. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. He calls it diminution of death. Death. Yeah. Death. The very next thing we see, 3,000 of them died that same day. Why? The covenant has changed. And this was the summary of the law, by the way. Deuteronomy chapter 28 explains all of this. The summary of the law is this. Do and you live. Hmm. Fail and you die. Dying. And when we say fail, it, it, it doesn't mean get 40%. <laughs> below average, no. When we say fail, it means fail to get 100%, then you die. Hmm. 
it doesn't matter if it's 99.9999999998 once you miss that mark of 100 deaths there is a curse placed on such a person so that was the covenant that the israelites actually took themselves and then we have been able to see okay how it came to be we have been able to see that it's really not the heart of god the reason god gave it was so that their boastful mouth can be stopped so that man boastful man can come to the end of himself and realize his need for a savior hmm. as you will soon see hallelujah wow. so let's go on the summary of the law like i said we see that uh, uh, basically in Deuteronomy chapter 28 fulfill these things and then you live in them don't fulfill them you die you are cursed okay let's see Romans chapter uh, chapter 10 let's quickly go through some some things just just corroborating the fact that the summary of the law is you do and then you live okay Romans chapter 10 verse 5 for Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. Okay, so there is what is called this introduces us to our first type of righteousness that we'll be talking about because it's important. Like I said, we are taking this from how it started. And mind you, there was a righteousness that we are talking about before now, righteousness of faith. Hmm. That's the one Abraham got. But now we are talking of righteousness of the law. Under this righteousness of the law. You are declared righteous by the law only if you get 100 hmm. percent in fact romans chapter 3 tells us that no not one was found righteous by the law romans chapter 3 no not one was found righteous everyone failed even the the, the, the very best of them moses failed david failed no one was found righteous by the law but there was one will come to that (laughs) so Romans chapter 10 verse 5 tells us that the righteousness of the Lord this is the summary the man that doeth them shall live in them let's see Galatians chapter 3 verse 10 as well Galatians chapter 3 verse 10 for as many as of the works of the law are under the cross for it is written cause is everyone that continueth not and I've mentioned this not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them so you don't do it you are cursed is death okay let me jump to verse 12 and the law is not of faith but the man that doeth them shall live in them so we see again here that the law the summary of the law is human performance you perform to live you perform to get good grace to get god's good will it is all about performance let's see romans chapter 3 verse 10 as well romans chapter 3 verse 10 that's where scriptures were, were, were was actually saying as it is written there is none righteous no not one no one righteous by the law okay Romans chapter 3 verse 10 let's also see uh verse 19 and 20 romans 3 19 and 20 yeah we have read that before that every mouth may be stopped that is the purpose of the law that everyone that the world may become guilty before god that was the purpose of the law verse 20 says therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight wow for by the law is the knowledge is the knowledge of sin and then we see an example of the israelites in romans chapter 9 let's read that lastly as far as this matter is concerned 
Romans chapter 9 verse 30. What shall we say then that the Gentiles which follow not after righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? Wow. So we have been told that Gentiles, non-Jews, they are the righteousness that was of faith. Okay? But once again, we are coming back there. Verse 31, but Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, had not attained to the law of righteousness. Hmm. Why? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. So we see here the Bible confirming that Israel, God gave them the law to show them up, to show up their weakness, you know, their bankruptcy, their spiritual bankruptcy. Okay? that their mouth may be stopped, that they may realize, come to the end of, of, of their self-efforts, come to the end of their self-justification, come to the end of their ability to actually uh, merit good grace from God and to realize that they actually need a savior. That was the purpose of the Lord. Uh-huh. So in summary, no one was found uh, righteous, the best, the very best of them failed. Like I said, Moses failed, David failed. Okay? The provision of God, now very this is very instructive how again do we see that this was not the heart of god god made provisions on even under the dispensation of the law scriptures record that god called moses to himself and god started telling him you know uh telling him things of course and of course the, the book of hebrews later tells us and i'm summarizing quite a lot of things just try and follow the book of hebrews later tells us that god called moses and started telling him about his son jesus about what jesus was going to do over no over a thousand years after then and that was what moses interpreted in form of the tabernacles god told moses go and build build the tabernacle according to the pattern of what you have seen so Moses simply built those tabernacles to explain what he saw on the mount, which was all about Jesus. So we see again that God's art has always been about something else. He, God's art was never in the righteousness of the law. God's art w- was never in, uh, 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 in the law, in the covenant of the law. The covenant of the law was brought about by a man's insistence on his own self-effort. That was the Israelites. Okay, very important. So, we see that uh, God made two major provisions. I'll categorize them in, in, uh, into two under the law, which were a pointer to Christ Jesus. Okay, two provisions the high priest and then the ark, the ark of God, the ark of the covenant, the high priest and then the ark of the covenant. Let's see a bit. Uh, about some of those things exodus chapter 28 verse 36 to 38 tells us about the office of the high priest that the high priest simply represents the people before god such that if the high priest is good if his thoughts are holy then the people are accepted before god exodus chapter 20 28 verse 36 to 38 exodus 28 36 to 20 uh, to, to 38 so as long as the thoughts of the high priest is holy as long as the high priest is holy okay only as in of course scripture tells us that the high priest will, will first of all make sacrifice for his sin so when he appears before god having made sacrifice for his own sin once he appears holy the whole israel appears holy before god hmm. Hmm. and once again the book of hebrews tells us that jesus is our high priest hebrews chapter 9 hebrews chapter 7 
is our high priest today. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, in fact. He's our high priest today. Okay? But let's bring it back to, to where we are right now. So, the high priest had such a uh, a, a very big role. Role, yeah. No? Under the law. And what was it? We know that once again, once a year, we will go into the Holy of Holies and then offer sacrifices, you know, for for the whole of the nation and once that sacrifice is accepted israel could look forward to a whole year 365 days if you may <laughs> good harvest of security of safety and that had to be done every year okay once a year that had to be renewed and that was the office of the of the high priest as, as if god had known of course god knew that this law it has an hand it is to bring you to see your need for something else. Hmm. So God gave them the high priest ministry so that they don't all die before this Jesus actually comes. <laughs> before this, this supreme plan is actually battered, God gave them the high priest and also as a picture of what is to come. So we also know that there was the Ark of the Covenant. Let's see Hebrews chapter 9. Let's read a little about that because that is interesting. Hebrews chapter 9. The other two provisions, the other uh, provision that God actually made for the Israelites, for the Jews, under the law, under the covenant of the law. Hebrews chapter 9. Describing the most holy place. Okay? The inner place of, of the tabernacle had the Ark of the Covenant in it. Okay, I'll just try and summarize because of time. So, Hebrews chapter 9, like I said, from verse 1 to 12, details some of the things that I'm about to say now. So, in the Ark of the Covenant was placed three elements, three, three uh, artifacts. Number one, the, the two tablets of stone, the pots of manna, and also Aaron's rod that, that bordered. Okay? Three things. Like I said, number one, the two tablets of stone number two the pot of manna number three aaron's rod that bordered and these three are tokens of man's rebellion okay the the two tablets of stone represent man's rebellion against god's standards the pot of manna represents god's rebellion against god's provision because israel did that as well they rebelled against God, God's, God's provision. They, they complained. Say, ah, this, this, this man, every time, every time, give us meat, now. They did. Then number three, Aaron's rod that bordered. A picture of man's rebellion against God's ordained priesthood. Hmm. Hmm. So these three items were placed inside the Ark of the Covenant and then covered. Covered by what? There's what we call the mercy seats. This is described in Hebrews chapter 9. It is covered by the mercy seat, and it is this mercy seat that the blood of the goats and the bulls that are offered for that one year sacrifice is actually sprinkled. Once the high priest gets into the most holy place and then sprinkles the blood on that mercy seat, on top of that mercy seat, we have two cherubims, which are like what happened in the Garden of Eden. Scripture says God placed two cherubims to actually guard the guardian. So these are guardians of God's holiness and righteousness. And they also represent the highest of God. 
as long as these two carry beams on top of the mercy seat see blood on the mercy seat on that platform they don't see they don't see man's rebellion which is hidden inside the three elements so this was the second provision that was made the high priest will go in and then sprinkle the blood for as long as that blood remains effective that blood of uh of, of the goat and the bulls for as long as that blood is 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 effective and worthy enough uh yeah israel can look forward to another 365 days of of good health of good good harvest everything safety okay of, of favor with god but this was the problem people of god <laughs> this was the problem these two provisions could not help them and again leviticus chapter 16 also details some of these things you you can get down some of these scriptures exodus 28 36 to 38 leviticus 16 and the whole of chapter 16 hebrews chapter 9 verses 1 to 12 details all of these things so this could not these two provisions could not help could not help them to the uttermost okay let me put it that way why number one the priest can change remember this is based on okay if the high priest is okay then the whole israel is okay <laughs> but guess what they get old and like eli and his sons eli was a good good priest he dies Ophni and phineas maybe people like that take over <laughs> to be the fate of israel so bad yeah, yeah. so bad so their security was never ensured was never permanent and guess what even apart from the high priest changing that uh changing as a result of their death or anything you see that cover that covering for their sins for their rebellion could be taken off could be removed either literally or figuratively i would explain Thank you for listening to part one of The Righteousness of God Revealed Unto Man. Stay tuned for part two as we see through the Bible how the mercy seed could be removed in the Old Testament. God loves you and God bless. Bye.